going to want to hear this, I promise. Hey, boys, get Gus, around. Everybody's going to hear this. Listen to this. We didn't want to say anything because we weren't sure what was going to happen, but we just got the call. The TV people have picked the Dillon Panthers to be the high school game of the week. Now, what that means is Friday night, you're going to be playing on national television, baby. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, the podcast dedicated to the NBC television show Friday Night Lights. Again, I am Blake, coming to you from Oxford, Mississippi, and today we'll be looking at episode 9 of season 3, and as you heard at the beginning, the Dillon Panthers are going to be playing on national television for their first round playoff matchup against Arnett Mead. First of all, a little recap of what um, what's happened within the last few weeks. We've we've seen Smash and Street's lives have seen to wrap up. Uh, we assume that we're now going to be focusing more on the lives of those in Dillon, uh, those that are still in school and the families there. Uh, a few highlights, I guess, to hit for the show. In a nutshell, we see that uh, starting off with that Mindy has broken up with Billy Riggins. And because of that, he's now in a drunken stupor and somehow... Um, after that, Mindy and Lila find a common bond between them. Um, somehow they run into each other outside of a store. Lila's fixing a car, it seems like. Oh, something up under the hood there, which seems a little bit out of character for her. But um, the bond that the two those find with each other is a high level of frustration with the Riggins boys. Um, Lila's frustrated with Tim because she's been trying to get him to step up with some responsibility and take some steps to get into college. There's been a college career recording him, but... Tim keeps blowing that guy off, and um, she even tells him that she thinks he's scared of them not liking him enough, uh, being afraid that he may not be wanted. Because of this bond that seems to have formed with Mindy and Lila, Mindy invites Lila over to her house for some, uh, I guess, to drown some of their rigging sorrows in a night of fun. And after a little while, they start to dance and have some good, uh, we don't need rigging dancing music, and even start breaking out. The, a lampstand as as a pole. I guess they're imitating some of the things that Minnie does down at the landing strip. But as things were ramping up, uh, beatings on the door on the window, and it's Billy saying, "I love you, Mindy. Please take me back. Uh, you can do whatever you want to. You can you can still dance like you always have." And uh, Mindy, of course, runs out and leaves Lila there alone. And uh, seems like the party's over pretty quickly for her. For her, the. Uh, Football storylines, we, we see Matt starting to get some playing time at wide receiver. Uh, he's seen his first full-time action there. And he's taking some pretty big licks, too, um, getting hit hard on the practice field. His home wife, his mom is there helping uh, take care of, I guess, he and his grandmother both a little bit. Um, and she's pushing college on him a little bit. Um, his, mother's, his, his grandmother says that he is not going to be going to college. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be staying there to take care of her. And there seems to be a bit of a, I guess, not sure what to do for him. He wants to maybe go to to college, but it's very clear that Lorraine, his grandmother, doesn't like his mom, Shelby. Um, he does get some playing time there in the game. Uh, it's a tight game where it's 10-7. to 7. Dylan has the ball, and Coach is uh, not sure what he has to do. He calls a gutsy play on 4th and 7, uh, play, play to Sarris when he get, goes the first down and keeps the clock rolling, and Panthers win, and Coach rushes out, and uh, celebrates a little bit, but uh, he's he's rushing out actually with Tammy to celebrate her birthday, a little intimate moment for the two of them at a hotel for the night. Um, we remember last week when Tyra took off with cash, and uh, she seems to be pushing 
all of her schooling aside, both high school and college. And uh, But it turns out pretty quickly that her time with Cash isn't working out too well. Um, Cash is in money trouble and seems to be pretty angry all the time. She she tries to congratulate him on winning second place and because of the money that they've won there. And he just yells at her and says, it's not enough. Second place is first loser and just being a, a class A jerk pretty easily there. Um, turns out he's almost physically abusive as he yells at her to sit down and, and when they're in a bar, uh, shoves her back down in the seat and leaves her all alone while she, he's going off to find some more money somewhere. And so she's all alone in a bar with some uh, rough-looking characters. It's probably an easy way to, to, to put them. And so she gets really scared. Uh, her mom wasn't at home, couldn't get a hold of Mindy either because she's out dancing with, with Lila or uh, hanging out with Billy. So she ends up calling Tammy. And as we just said, Tammy and Eric were about to share some intimate moments there at the at the hotel room and quite disappointed uh, he is but she realizes she needs to go pick up Tyra there so they drive to Dallas um, however far away Dallas is from Dylan there um, eventually get there and as the tailors pull up to the hotel there Cash is going nuts and say no you're not leaving what do you think you're doing you're not going anywhere um, being pretty pretty vocal pretty uh, belligerent and she's saying no just leave me alone let me get out of here and one of the more uh, powerful moments, one of the more emotionally charged moments uh, in quite a while is uh, Coach coming up and getting in Cash's way, uh, Tammy grabbing hold of Tyra, pushing her into the vehicle. and um, Coach pretty much just playing uh, offensive lineman, uh, flag football offensive lineman in front of him, not touching him and not letting him get anywhere near. Uh, the whole time Cash is yelling, Coach just gets in the car, just driving off. Um, the whole time Cash keeps yelling, Tyra, what are you doing? Don't leave, don't leave. And ends up just slamming his hands down on the car. And I was really uh, surprised that coach didn't get out and say something or do something or whatever. But um, hindsight, probably the best thing to do was for him to drive away. After leaving Tim stranded on the side of the road the night before, then going on a bender with Mindy, the final scene of the show has Lila waking up to Tim knocking on her door. Buddy's watching last night's game on the TV at their condo. A funny, funny moment where, uh, where Buddy says, you know, I know it's not your mom knocking on the door, and I don't have any friends, so it's got to be you-know-who. Tillman's are confessing that she was right, uh, that he met with a recruiter after the big high school game the night before, and he ended up getting into college. And so he, they were able to kind of work things out and put things together there. Uh, so those were some of the, I guess, a, a brief, quick overview of what happened with the episode. And now we'll talk about some things that stood out to me on this episode. Some of the things that I think bear talking about. There's a lot of hype about this game being on national television at the very first of the show. We even saw the mayor with Buddy chugging across the practice field to let the, the team and the coaches know about it. But after the first commercial break, he never saw much mention of, of it other than Landry's interview. As pumped as he was about the interview um, that he was going to be able to talk about uh, from a scholar-athlete perspective. You end up seeing that he, when Tyra ended up calling him during his prep, that he was willing to postpone it to talk to Tyra, how important she was to him. Um, so he's still got some, some feelings and some connection with her, even though she's off in Dallas hanging out with her cowboy friend about to have some, um, physical, some physical altercations there. Tyra had seemed to have been putting a good head on her shoulders recently, um, getting ready for college, uh, dropping some of the foolishness really buckling down and trying to better her, herself academically and get into college. But um, it started slipping back into the same destructive behavior that seems to plague both her mother and her sister. Um, 
it's still hard to imagine Tyra's mom and Buddy Garrity together. Uh, you know, one of the things that happened there earlier in the year. But uh, Cash finally showed his true colors. You know, and maybe maybe he's not all that bad of a guy, but at least he's been way over his head and having some control issues. And because of that, um, he's very unstable there. I like the exchange that Coach Taylor had with his daughter, had with Julie in the hallway when he was asking her if after the game Friday night if she would be willing to look after Gracie Bell and not tell her her mom about any of that. And um, Usually some of the things that we'd see from Julie would be pretty whiny or pretty self-centered, but she was like, okay, Dad, I can do that. I can take care of everything there. And um, that was a good role showing us, I think, that she's taking one for the team and, and no whine at all. Impressive. She seems to be growing up her own self. As far as with uh, Saracen, you can see Matt's tension as he deals with his mom and his grandmother. Seems like he likes the idea of college. And he seems like he that's something he wants to explore and probably wants to go, but doesn't want to leave his grandmother behind. And that's tension enough. But then when his mom and his grandmother start arguing and fighting, and you can tell he just wants to crawl into a hole. This, this young man's been under quite a bit uh, for the past few years, taking care of his grandmother on his own, basically. The pressures of, of high school and just being a teenager, but then on top of that, the pressures of being a Dylan Panther. Um, like I said before, I think when Cash slammed his hands down on the hood of Eric's Explorer, I half expected him to hop back out and give him a piece of his mind, but um, he just stared right back at Cash and backed up slowly and got, got out of there pretty quickly. And you see, pretty strategically, I think he left Tammy and Tyra in the car while he went inside for some coffee at a gas station so that the two of them could talk. He probably needs some coffee as well so he can make it back to Dylan, even though we still don't know exactly where Dylan is. And a couple of the best lines that I think I heard from, from this show, uh, one was with Tim saying, so you're really going to leave me here? Really? Okay. He was even you know, trying to play the, you know, I might get sick and I have my jacket, got practice, you don't really get sick before the big game, do you? Um, Landry talking about the physics club that only had two people in it. <laughs> and the producer just saying, oh, don't worry about that. It'll still fit well. It was nice to hear Lila is wanting to come to the SEC. She ended up saying she was coming to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a great school. Uh, Nashville's a great city, and not something you normally expect, I guess, from people in West Texas. Now that I know she's she's pretty smart, not just academically, but wanting to be a part of the SEC. And uh, finally, Tim to Lila, uh, he was saying at the end, you know, you're right, and I was wrong. She just gave him a look and says, not working. Okay, then it's time for me to start counting out the reasons. And he goes one, two, three, starts going down, and uh, he makes it to about five before she gives in. And um, then he ends up saying, whoa, talking about how she still smelled pretty, smelled like a brewery uh, from the night before. And didn't know if he should be driving after he gave her a kiss because he thinks he may be, may be drunk now his own self. So where do we go from here? Um, we continue to see Matt and Julie's relationship progressing a little bit. Uh, we see... Lila and Tim seeming to, to get things solid back on the ground. See some of the pressures there on, on the coaching staff still. We didn't really see the McCoys much. Um, J.D. or his parents, either one, other than the McCoys cheering from the stands. And no mention, really, of, of Wade Aikman being the, the offensive coordinator. Um, they kind of set that up last episode to be more of a attention grabber and, and something that was going to create some plot thickness. But maybe that's coming up pretty soon. Um, but um, I think that... There's, there's still, uh, I think, what, four more episodes after this, 10 through 13. So there's still plenty of time to explore, see what's going to happen there. But one thing I would still love for us to be able to see is some 
listener feedback, um, feedback from the podcast, things you've, you've heard that you disagree with, that you agree with, that you say right on, or you say, oh, what were you thinking? But um, even more importantly, just some general statements, questions, as you want to explore some issues happening with people on the show, um, with on the episodes themselves. You know, what do you, what do you think of Coach's decision to, to bench Saracen for J.D.? You know, would you have made that move? Right now, it's seeming like they've won a couple of games uh, since that's happened. Uh, uh, should Eric have given in to Tammy the deal in the house last episode? Now, we did get a comment on the blog from Nikki. And Nikki's talked about a few things that she really enjoyed about the show. She said that uh, she really liked the moments between Tim and Lila in the car and then at the end as well. And also Eric and Tammy in the hotel and their nonverbal communication is great between the two of them and the fact that they do what's necessary for the kids, that they would, with the work that they do is awesome. Um, she also liked Landry and she was saying that she really can't pinpoint what it is about Friday Night Lights that makes it such an appealing show, but for her it's, it's everything. It's well written, it's well acted, it's produced well, and but you can tell that everybody all together, the producers, the actors, the crew, that everyone's invested into the show and into the characters. And that spills over for us, those that are watching, the audience. And that we can't help but want to see the characters succeed and do well. And it's not just a show about football or a show about high school. It goes well beyond that. It's a story about life. Um, anyway, she said that uh, she didn't like the fact that Matt Saracen was benched, but does like to see his character be developed a little bit more as he will be um, having the opportunity to expand his skills at wide receiver position. But as we continue to get a little closer, uh, it'd be awesome if after you watch the episode over the weekend, if you could email in to fnlpodcast at gmail.com or leave a comment on the blogs at fnlpodcast.com uh, about any of the episodes that we could include here. I could read those off. Or um, you could even participate and be heard on the podcast if you leave a voicemail at 646 646- Four nine five nine two zero five, and just have your extension nine five four six nine six four six four nine five nine two zero five extension nine five four six nine. You can call and leave a message there about anything that you've seen on the show you'd like to comment about, um, about something that you've heard on the podcast or read on the blog, either one. But um, listener feedback will be should be able to be driving this show, should be able to be a big part of it. So we we, we look forward to you being able to to participate like that. And now I'd like to look at a little bit of the news coming out of the show itself. A little bit of news coming out of some of the people participating in the shows. Something I found out early last week, right after I put the podcast up, was that there are very, very strong rumors that NBC and DirecTV are in negotiations with extending Friday Night Lights yet again. You remember the deal that they had here for Season 3? It showed a first on... DirecTV Channel 101, uh, the first all 13 episodes, and then uh, that started, I think, in late fall and continued over into the very beginning of January, and then now they're having the run on NBC. Well, it seems like DirecTV wants the same sort of deal again, but only under one condition, if it's able to be extended for two seasons, not just one. And But things seem to still, still be pointing towards that happening, so that means that if all goes as planned, whatever happens at the end of this season three that there will very possibly be seasons four and five of Friday Night Lights upcoming as well. So that's excellent news for those of us who, who are pumped about that. Um, also, a bit of news is that Kyle Chandler, who plays Coach Eric Taylor, he and his wife 
have recently made plans to move to Austin, which would make you think that they're planning to, to be around for at least a bit of, bit more time for extra filming. Some news about Mika Kelly, who plays Lila Garrity. She has been chosen to play one of the lead roles in a new TV show on the CW called Body Politic. She'll be playing a college graduate who recently lost her mom. I'll be moving out to Washington, D.C. to work as a staffer, and I believe the, her dad will be the attorney general in the, in the show as well. And something else that really blew me away. It came out in 2003. They had it on the other day, and I was looking at it, and the kid that played Peter Pan looked really familiar. Um, he's actually he's, plays a young boy, and in the movie he's a little bit effeminate to be quite honest but I kept thinking he's very familiar who is he and so I went to imdb.com and lo and behold the kid that plays Peter Pan in that movie is none other than J.D. McCoy uh, I was I was not only surprised I was blown away I read a little bit of the trivia there and uh, it said during the movie actually he grew from 5 foot 0 inches to 5 foot 8 inches over the course of the filming and they had to increase the size of the window that he would crawl in and out of in Wendy's house uh, like, I think three or four times that increased the size there. Um, but uh, I'm assuming he's an up-and-coming actor, and the guy now is 20 years old. I think he just turned 20, so he's probably 19 as he's playing a high school freshman. Also saw that the guy that plays Jesse, that plays uh, Landry, Jesse Plemons, uh, has just turned 30 years old. There's a big age difference in some of the characters and the actors that play them, which is to be expected. You know, I think uh, Mika Kelly, who plays Lila Garrity, is like 27, 28. Taylor Kitsch, who plays Tim Riggins, is um, in his, um, I think, late 20s as well. One of the interesting things, I read an article last week of Zach Guilford, an interview with him, and he was talking about how after he got out of college and was just starting to get into acting, he was actually a teacher for a while. And so, and after he got the job, they saw that he was going to have a love interest in Julie Taylor. But the thing is that uh, Julie Taylor, Amy Teagarden plays her. Amy Teagarden is actually still a teenager, and there's probably about a seven or eight years difference. And so Zach Guilford said that you know here he'd been a teacher um, just a few months before, teaching kids, and then now he's supposed to be making out literally with someone who would have been old enough to be in his classes uh, a year, a few months or a year or so before, which was pretty awkward, I'm assuming, for him there. Now a short look ahead of what happens next on Friday Night Lights. Coming up in the next episode of Friday Night Lights, we see Tyra back in Dillon and trying to put her life back on track. Uh, still considering the dream of going to college and what it would take now to get that together. We see Landry and still pushing Christopher Victorious and, and the band that he's a part of and seeing how far they can go and if they can gain a little popularity. And we see J.D. McCoy as well, still battling the tension of being his, Joe McCoy's son and all of that means and trying to make his own decisions, but while his dad's trying to make all the decisions for him. So that about does it for this episode. Uh, again, we encourage you to please visit fnlpodcast.com to leave a comment, send us an email, or call us in on the, on the listener line. Leave us some feedback there, and we'll be able to incorporate that into the upcoming shows. Um, and don't forget to continue to, to look towards seasons four and five. Uh, we'll have all the show notes for the things that happened, the things that we talked about here, the articles and the interviews up on there, and probably a few pictures as well. 
Um, but again, we appreciate you listening. Uh, value your feedback to tell us how we can make this better, how we can improve, what we should add to, uh, to enhance what we can do here with FNLpodcast.com. Again, we appreciate you tuning in to Clear Eyes Full Hearts. My name is Blake. I look forward to catching you again next week. I don't appreciate being laughed at, Tim. I was just trying to help. Okay, but I don't have my coat. Get out of my car, Tim. So if I get a cold, well, it's you're on drunk, you. so you'll be warm. I got playoffs. I might get sick. Shut the door. You're actually gonna leave? For real. Okay, seriously, it's cold.